Hello and welcome to After the Sermon, an Austin Oaks Church podcast that invites our congregation to process the work that God is doing in our lives, in our church, and in this community. Today we are talking about this recent series that just started this past week called Water Always Makes a Way. We are joined today by Pastor Brandon Ziski, our lead pastor, and Alan and Linka. And my name is Becca Tenhaken, and I am the Director of Worship and Creative Arts here at Austin Oaks. Welcome. Well, Hello, everyone. Hey, hey. Hi. Thanks for being here today. So, Pastor Brandon, would you please tell us a little bit, give us a summary of this past week's sermon? Yeah, we are starting a series called The Water Makes a Way, and the heartbeat behind it is trying to take a deeper dive, as it were, to understanding how to live by the Holy Spirit, how to be filled by the Holy Spirit, what does it look like, but really rooted in a question of do we believe that God actually wants us to enjoy Him, and trying to make these connections of going, okay, if the Holy Spirit is supposed to be one that leads to life and fulfillment of joy and all these things, why then do we live in such a way that doesn't seem to be in congruence with that? So we started looking at Ezekiel 47 this past Sunday, which is a, a an image or a vision of the Holy Spirit. Some would even say it's like for the millennial kingdom, but I don't I don't go that far. I think it's a now in the New Testament era, but also in the future. But it was just image of how through the temple, through where the presence of the Lord is, a stream comes out and it starts out a trickle, goes up to the ankles, to the knees, to the waist, to overflowing where you can't even walk in it anymore. And it's this picture of the Holy Spirit. And this coming Sunday, we're going to make the connection of where Jesus says that in John 7. It's like, come to me, all you are thirsty. So it's like, okay, where do we go? What, where, where do we pursue our source of water, for lack of better words? Like, like what wells do we dig? Or are we going to allow Jesus to dig the well in our heart and to be planted by his stream? So we were wrestling with that this past Sunday. Mm. Yeah, it was inspiring and exciting. And it feels like such a culmination of what God's been doing for the past several months in our church. And so it's exciting to, and we had such an amazing experience with the Holy Spirit series earlier this year. So it's yeah. exciting to come back to the topic yep. and kind of go a little bit deeper. Yeah into it. So I'm excited about that. Um, Alana Linka, I'm curious what stood out to you from the sermon from this past week? Can you go first? All right. Um, I wrote something down um, and I didn't really go that much. I really didn't go far to the enjoying God uh, in the sermon. I, I got stuck by the water, the whole notion of water. And I just find it interesting how God uses that um, that I, that that picture of water to express His presence. And and of all the things that God could have chosen, like He chose water, and that to me is very interesting mm-hmm. because water is one of the things that that always makes a way. Like you said, water makes a way. And if 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 it's soil, it's gonna go down. If it's a rock, it's going to find another way around it. Uh, if it's in a plant, it's going to find a way, you know, to go from the roots to the leaves. Um, water would always find a way. And to me, that, I stuck. I, I, I got stuck there. And then I went back home. And then we watched this video about, you know, all the, these properties of water that is actually not even 
how other you know other components other chemicals like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. other molecules don't work like water does hmm. water goes um against gravity hmm. which is very interesting i mm-hmm. find it very interesting that water would do something that, like that uh the amount of water that is in the world keeps you know recycling over and over in all forms mm. in all ga- gas and solid and liquid and it keeps it keeps to it keeps coming mm-hmm. and that to me shows the press of god you know that's mm-hmm. that's the best thing that god could have used to describe his presence water as simple as it, it is there's no life without that and there's completely no life without water you cannot mm. go beyond 3 days without drinking water and that means your life is hanging on that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if i translate that to the spirit of god there's no there's no much you can do without his presence in your life mm. and I, that's where i got stuck mm. and yeah <laughs> to me i find it very fascinating yeah it's powerful i think it is yeah as simple it is as simple as it is mm-hmm. it is also powerful sometimes it's the most simple right that carries the most weight and is the most powerful yeah. right yeah mhm i agree with you mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i think i agree with what he said he was talking to me earlier about it and so but for me what stuck to me was that verse like isaiah um 43 verse 18 it w- it's been one of my favorite like verse even like in just our personal season for now for us him being here um like see I'm doing a new thing it's just the whole idea of like god doing something new and hmm. it's so crazy because we don't see it and then he says can't you perceive it it's like it's there we can't see it but god is doing something new yeah. so like i'm excited about the series like where we're going to go with it but it's it I feel like to me I'm expectant you know um to see something or the move of God that he's doing that he's trying to do and I want to be present so for me it's that I was stuck to that verse not because of just a verse but it speaks like to me personally and I want to be where like the water goes I, like mm-hmm. I want to run with it and mm-hmm. I want to like go with the flow of the river and Pastor Brendan talked about like he showed the picture of the yeah dry place where there was no water or anything and then I could see if there was water how it would be running mm-hmm. you know and for me it's like I want to like be there mm-hmm. like run with the river like be in the life because again water is life Yeah. Yeah. It was funny cuz like as I was even preaching it and it, it right up to the moment of preparing everything and kind of doing my final edits it was just this like I was being like convicted and challenged about like how he was walking through the water like that didn't hit me the whole week in my study until just before I preached it where it was like and he walked through the water and it was up to his ankles and he walked through the water mm-hmm. it was up to his mm-hmm. knees and it just made me think about like the progression even though a lot of commentators don't do it and then i yeah. get it because we don't know if there was like some extra symbolic meaning of like how much of the holy spirit you're experiencing you know is it ankle deep is it knee deep you know yeah but like as i was like wrestling with it 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 did kind of hit me a little bit where there's okay i'm totally embarrassed 
I was always afraid of the deep end of mm. like the pool or swimming. Like I remember the first time I experienced the ocean, it was like, I'd walk out and you just didn't know, like, mm. are you not just going to like plummet and just, mm-hmm. and so it's like, you can kind of control yeah. a little bit, but when you get to that place where you can't touch the bottom, mm-hmm. like there is a sense of fear You're out that of happens, control. right? You're out of control. And so like, and then my brain was just thinking about that. It's like, well, if I'm in the deep end and I can't touch the bottom, I have to tread. And if I wear out, well, you know, I go down and all that kind of stuff. But then just, so I was actually, I do believe, I don't know, but there has to be some sort of like spiritual, like connection to how much of the Holy Spirit we're willing to lean on or trust mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's like ankle deep, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just jumping in the puddles. It's kind of like, makes me feel like this is safe. I go to church type of thing. And as you go further, like he does ask and pull out for more. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, the more you get in the water, the less of you, the more of him, you know, just by yeah. illustration, like you can't see much of your flesh when you're treading the water. But then it was just like, I thought of Luke five, where after the, they were fishing all night and caught nothing and came back in. And then Jesus in his line, only Luke says it this way, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a mm-hmm. catch which is hilarious because it's like at that time of day when Jesus told them to do that, the fish aren't in deep, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, no. So it's just this challenge of like, mm-hmm. let's go, mm-hmm. the, let's go to the deep, you know? Yeah. And like, I feel like the, that's a constant invitation yeah. that the Lord has. And it's just like, are you willing then to let go trust in the unknown, you know, a little bit of like the oceans yeah. lyrics that yeah. are there. I'm just like, yeah, I kind of like knee deep. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want to get too wet. So I don't, whatever it mm-hmm. is. And so it's like, mm-hmm. for me, I go, Lord, are you challenging us as a church to get deeper in? And what does that look like? Yeah. yeah and I'm moved by the kindness of God that there is a process. There isn't a like mm-hmm. throw into the deep end and just figure out how to swim. There really does seem like this kindness of God to go. We're going to wait, but we're going to, it's a movement. We're not going to get stagnant, but I am going to invite you off the shore into the shallow, into the deep, that there is such a movement. And it reminds me of the image of like, if you're in a dark room, instead of just like light busting in and blinding you, that there's a slow creep of light Mm -hmm. that your eyes can adjust and you can start. And I just see that in our church. I see the kindness of God that there isn't just a, all right, we're going to instantly have this flood of deep and it's like sink or swim kind of thing. You're either like in or out. It's us. No, I want to take all of you. I want to, and anyone who's willing, anyone who's hungry, we'll do this together. It's that milk to meat. There's such a process you can see over and over again with God of, I'm going to meet you where you are, but I am going to move you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to invite you into deeper and when you start swimming, you don't start in the deep part. Mm-hmm. You start in the place where you can feel your legs touch. I don't know, but that, that's how yeah. I started. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and then gradually grow, go into the deeper side of the pool. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's where like God trying to lead us. But like you said, he does it in a gentle way that you start, you know, at a place where you can, you know, ankle deep, then knee deep then get submerged at at the end yeah and you can dive 
Yeah. Uh, I also like the fact that when you go, when you go deeper, <coughs> excuse me, when you go deeper, you get you get you get more comfortable in floating. Mm-hmm. There's not much, you know. There's like it's not the same. The pressure, the water pressure, deeper. And You're so smart. Place. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> you're bringing all this like smart chemistry, you're bringing this stuff. amazing science. It has nothing Compounds, to do with yes. elements. Flow, it's like he majored in science or something. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah, nothing to do with science. It's just a fact that oh, I, I grew up I'm, not I'm swimming. Kind of does though. I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I grew up not swimming, and I never, I would never go farther than where my toes would reach. Mm-hmm. And the more I learned swimming, and I was, I was a grown up, so I took more cautious so the more i learned swimming i figured oh if i go deeper i'm gonna float better mm. and that that comes from the fact that i know if i go deeper you know there's all all that the water it's it's no longer shallow i probably will sink but i know i'm gonna float better mm. and, and it comes from the place of uh, trusting you know trusting yeah. you know whatever science is behind <laughs> Yeah, there is like a releasing of your muscles though, right? Like (laughs) learning to float on your back, learning to let go, and you do float. Yeah. I don't float. (laughs) You should try going. It's one of the things they first teach kids though, is how to float Uh in the water. Uh Right. Yeah. But a survival. I was never taught. (laughs) (laughs) I do love having you on Alana and Linka because I feel like you are walking this journey so this is very real of your reality right now is you has moved from Rwanda how many months ago now how many weeks ago um it's been four months maybe? four months now four months yeah. and I mean it really was like I leave everything and come yeah, what were we to thinking? the unknown right <laughs> so would love for you all to share a little bit of that journey with us what it means to be kind of walking into the deep and the unknown um for me i think it's the whole idea of just trusting god and i think somewhere in the in a ver in um in the sermon brandon said something about like obedience and it's where i think i wrote it down um yeah like we want to be obedient to the word of god Mm. it's where we want to be led we don't want to just have like great people great things and then for us, it's that. It's just, I think for us, it was just to walk in obedience to God because we knew mm-hmm. that he was calling us for something else, something new, something different. So, yeah, f- coming here was a staple of faith, but like mostly trusting God and, mm-hmm. you know, for for his work, for his ministry, for mm-hmm. the work that he wants to accomplish and availing ourselves to be able to be used by mm. him through mm. that in this season. Yeah. Something about water is you cannot fight it. Mm. And, and you have to swim, uh, you know, with the current. If you try to swim against the current, it's going to sweep you over. It's mm. going to take you. And it's a hard lesson I learned, with you know, over my life, that whatever God wants... If you want to fight it, it's going to take more, you know, from you. Mm. And you would just rather swim with where the current is going and and trust. And trust that it's going to take you to the right place. Mm. From a place of, uh, I don't like change. I don't like, I love, I love when things are going right. 
I love maintaining things. So leaving all that to come into a country where uh, we had to restart from nothing, mm-hmm. it took God to just change my mind about it. Mm-hmm. And I knew if I if I fought that, I was gonna go against the current, and it's gonna be it was gonna be hard. Mm, yeah. So we just gave. We, it's like we gave up control of our lives. Let God do it. So you're floating. We are floating. <laughs> We're floating. Actually floating. Yes. 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 Yeah. Following that current. <laughs> so how do you knew? How did you know it was the voice of God calling you? Well, it took it. It took time. So it was not overnight. So it's a process that probably took maybe three years, maybe. And mm. uh, the fact is, the fact that I don't cha- I don't like change. And Linka really embraces change mm. easily. So when we got married, I knew, you know, it was trouble. <laughs> Game <laughs> over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and, and she would pray and God would direct her and then she would come and she will, she will confront me. And then mm. we would pray again until one time we just, you know, decided let's just take a step of faith. Whatever comes out of it, we'll go with that. Mm. And it's like God was waiting for that. Yeah, yeah. God is so gentle in the way that He speaks to us, and He would make s- obvious situation for us to like find ourselves in. And like He said, it was a process that I didn't know it was three years, but I know it was about like maybe two. two I weeks. know that was two years. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know how long that was, but it started just you know with God, tr- you know, putting something on our hearts of you know not being comfortable and mm. not you know not thinking that that's it you know about like just doing ministry um and we started wondering what that was cuz we we were happy we were good like we didn't we didn't look for that but God was like um no like there's more for you to do um and that the more we thought about it the more it became uncomfortable for us Mm. thinking how you know but if this is also good why can't we just you know stay in this thing and do that but it had um it took a lot of like obedience to god and Mm -hmm. time to just allow god to do what you know he wants to do Mm -hmm. and almost like lead us like alan said in the you know in the current just allowing that and not fighting it is, I think, how we got here. Yeah. I Trying think so. to, yeah, lean mm. into that, lean into accepting to be uncomfortable for yeah. some time to allow something else to happen. Hmm. Yeah. Brandon, hmm. I'm curious if you have a story of God calling you into deeper. <laughs> um, Man, I'm dr- what I'm trying to think through right now is just kind of which one and almost want to go through <laughs> like the one where I didn't mm. <laughs> do it. Um, like there's like when I was sharing the story about Rodney, Mississippi mm-hmm. and how back in the 1700s, 1800s, because Rodney was based right on the river and it was prosperous, but then over time sediment built up and the river adjusted its course and Rodney didn't change or go with it and found itself becoming a ghost town, like there's been seasons in my life where I would say I didn't choose to go with that, 
you know, and it's just like over time without even realizing mm. some things inside of me would like block that flow. And it's just like, yeah, well, water's going to keep doing its thing, but now it's over here. You know, well, I adjust, well, I move with, and one, one such illustration I think of is back and I can't remember what year it was, but there was a season when my wife and I were thinking about joining a dear friend of ours to go plant a church in Seattle. And, and we were determined it was the <laughs> Lord's will for us to do it. And that's the key where we were determined mm. and we were trying to convince ourselves that the Lord was leading this way and doing this. And, and he was really making it clear over a process that this was not his will, but yet we would just keep plugging along like, no, this is the devil trying to get in our way. Mm. But like at the end of the day, looking back, there was more selfishness inside of us that wanted it more than actually what the Lord was doing. And, and we discovered by God's grace that the river moved, <laughs> you know, cause it's like things built up and I'm telling you, like, we don't have the time to flesh it all out, but there was a struggle spiritually. Mm. Chris was going through some stuff. I was going through some stuff and it just felt like it was all in part of us choosing to not be in the flow of God. Mm. Um, so that, that would be one that would say is the, opposite of like what it would be like to not, but God's grace was so incredibly sweet because we, we were basically saying, Hey, the river is moved over here. You should join me and what I'm doing there. You know? So it was just like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. And how God would do that and how he made a way for a different, the next season and calling in our lives in ministry, which was not at all on the, the radar but it was just like what the lord was doing so hmm. yeah it there's times where you just float with and you go with and it's sweet but man there are times when we dig in our heels and the river isn't going to stop right you know and it's just like if we don't allow that to keep playing with the metaphor here like the flow goes like it will find a different course mm-hmm. and so then repentance is like recalibrating where is it how yeah. do i plant myself by it again but yeah. yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So I'm curious. There was one specific thing at the end. You kind of cast a vision hmm. of like, kind of listed off. What if our church was these things? And I, I asked you before if you could say them again because I feel like they were so good and such an invitation for us as a church. And then we can discuss kind of individually where we feel we're being invited into that space. Bill's wondering if you'd share those. Yeah. I want to paint, uh, paint, paint. I want to paint. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me for? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want. I, I just wanted to paint the picture for where that led from because when I what hit me was in Ezekiel 40 through 46, the repairing of the temple. One of the things that has always been significant in the Old Testament was the rebuilding of the walls and the in the separation between different areas of the temple, right from the outer core to inner core to the holy place to the holy of holies there was always walls that were there and it was just this constant sense of protecting that Mm -hmm. which is holy and so what we see in this ezekiel 47 picture is like yep we have the walls we believe the holiness of god but then it's just like the flow of god's presence is leaving the temple and going out which is like what jesus say you know tear down the temple and i'll rebuild in three days and the 
veil was torn in two, and now the presence of God is inside of us, and we are individually and collectively temples of the living Lord. So it's just this question of like, do we as a church want to build walls or do we want to be like the river? Mm-hmm. You know, do we want to be self preservationist, you know, like build up things just for ourselves or do we want to move where God's moving? So it just started to kind of have this question of like, imagine being a church that desires to go into the deep end. Like what would that look like? So that Jesus becomes more because Jesus becomes greater. Like imagine being a church where people come in and the first thing they experience is the presence of God and they don't even know that's what it is. But unbelievers even say, it's like, man, God is among you because of just the tangible difference in the power of God. You know, being a church that is full and radiant of joy just because of the relationship it has with Jesus instead of like as a byproduct of things we've done for Jesus, a church that like desires to worship together. It can't wait to worship together. A church that takes our kingdom responsibility seriously, motivated by love, not nothing else. Church that is moved to prayer and is fueled by prayer. A church where God moves in power. A church that is not okay with the younger generations not knowing Jesus and is willing to do anything and everything to, to reach, even if it's just one. One that might have got me in trouble, but it's okay. A church that will not be wrapped up in political scenes, but be wrapped up in the kingdom of God. A church that's going to build everything off of Jesus and humbly accept the word that's implanted in us. A church that is going to experience revival and significant move of God in the city of Austin. A church that worships God in the splendor of his holiness. A church that gives out grace upon grace upon grace while living out and speaking truth in love. Ask, uh, imagine being a church that is holy, blameless, and pure before God, and that ultimately loves their enemies and makes space for every person imaginable. And when our heartbeat is imagining being a church where we see the emerging generations captivated by Jesus. The only way we can do that is if we become the river, mm-hmm. where the flow of God, the presence of God flows out of us and goes out. And that's like just thinking about the Dead Sea mm-hmm. and thinking about the areas of our culture that are impossible. And it's just like, no, hmm. when the river hits that which is dead, yeah. everything's alive. Yeah. You know, it's just going, yeah. we have to have that vision because otherwise we'll be preservationists. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. And when you listed it out, it reminded me of like the fruit of the tree. So the tree that's planted by the water, that that will be the fruit. What mm-hmm. you just described, what you just listed will be the fruit of a, of a tree that is abiding yep. with the water. Yep. Uh, so I'm curious, what, what do you all are feeling individually invited into in light of this passage, in light of this sermon from this past week? I like the fact that we can become that river that brings life to to the Dead Sea. But also, the fact that this river f- flows, you know, from the Holy of Holies, and then it, it goes all the way down, it will go through us as well, mm-hmm. as a church. Mm-hmm. Bef- before we even reach out to, you know, to the surroundings, the communities, it will, it's going to come and, and sweep the church, mm-hmm. you know, and bring life to the church. And all those trees will be, you know, will be those trees first before we can actually impact the outside. 
And I just love that. And I think this river is really flowing in our church. And that whole process, I think, is happening. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, sorry, now I'm talking too much, but one of the things I didn't talk about Mm -hmm. was the importance of chapter 40 through 46 was you got to get the insides right first. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, because that was the rebuilding and the renewing of the Holy of Holies, the place of worship is the same thing. Mm. It's like before it can flow out, there has to be Mm -hmm. renewal within. Right, absolutely. So as a church, we, we should jump on the flow and then jump in whatever's happening and get that and you know jump on it and then go out mm-hmm. yeah yeah um for me maybe one word that stuck to me is just i think i, I keep hearing that in my heart in my heart staying alive staying alive is is, is hmm. the thing it's what we need is for not what we need but like one of the things and that means, you know, staying rooted in the truth and our branches into the water, into the word, into paying attention to what God. And Brandon keeps saying that, like paying mm-hmm. attention to what God is trying to do and being sensitive to moving with the spirit of God and moving where the wind is going. And that looks like staying alive to me and mm. being the church you know, to lead people, being the being the pre- bring the present people there to lead, being the ones that you know immerse ourselves and want to follow and want to you know be be taken with with what is happening, so that we can better lead or be better be you know a, p- a space for people to come in- encounter that. So for me, it's that, like, staying alive, staying, you know, planted by the water, being close to and attentive to what God is saying and where we're going and the unity of of that. Yeah. that God is calling us into that, into just w- knowing, hey, God is trying to do a new thing, and how can I know that? How can I keep in that, mo- in that momentum? How can I just stay where god is speaking i don't want to get distracted you know and what does that look mm-hmm. to all of us yeah 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 that listening piece i think that just reminds me brandon of the story you were sharing of like if we're not training our ears to hear god's voice these other voices or these other ideas and they're not bad in and of themselves, right? Wanting to plant a church or wanting to do God's work, right? It can be, we can almost like pre-approve a stamp instead of actually bringing it to God's desk for approval. We like pre-approve the stamp. We're like, we know you, we know you want this one. We're, we're good. Instead of actually letting it sit and actually asking, but is this mine? Is this the time? Is this, that's, really hard to do sometimes oh yeah mine was definitely more of a god you need me (laughs) so here here's what i'm telling you you need you're welcome yeah you're welcome for saying yes (laughs) exactly Mm -hmm. so what do you think is kind of the invitation for our church then in light of this we see it happening we see the movement it's crazy to think about even just six months ago where the church was at and 
the kindness of God and we're getting more and more comfortable in some of the deeper places. What are you sensing is the invitation for the church? I'm just staring at Alana Linka. <laughs> because like, honestly though, because you know, you're just been recently part of our church. Yeah. You know, and so you're seeing things differently where we might be seeing it like, you know, if you kind of come to a house and there's a hole in the wall, after a while we get used to the hole in the wall, you know, and just kind of curious to see, like, w- w- in terms of what Becca just asked, like, w- what are you seeing the Lord inviting our church into? Mm-hmm. We keep cycling around uh, around water. That, you know, that's, uh, that's the whole title of the sermon. It's water makes a way. Mm-hmm. And I think... If I if I if I look at if I look at it closely, the church I think Austin Ox has be, you know got an invitation of going deeper, mm-hmm. and we know that as leaders, we've we've seen it, and it's the rest is up to us to just be bold enough, and actually tread on the deep, deepest part of the, the river, than just stay on the shallow path because we are comfortable there. Mm-hmm. You know, you you know for sure if if you think you, your toes are gonna touch the floor, and but there's nothing you're gonna get out from there. You're gonna have to go in the depths of that mm. river, and the invitation is for us to take and actually do the rest. That's I think that's our part. God is there. The river is flowing. We know that. Now, what are we gonna do with you know our response to what we go, how we're gonna to do? To that river, we're gonna go, be bold enough, and actually take a further step and keep actually f- flowing with the river. Or mm. are we gonna be comfortable enough and just stay by the banks and where you know we can sit and and on the beach and just watch? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the invitation is for us to take. Yeah, I just got this image of like a professional scuba diver, right? Someone who's just well acquainted with the wonder of the depths of the sea and telling that scuba diver, you can never, you just have to splash at the shore and like just the discontent (laughs) that that scuba diver would, right? Like, and even what that scuba diver might be telling people who are afraid to go into the depths or afraid to see what's in this world and this beauty and there's these creatures and this color that you can't can't even explain fully I just that was just this image that came to mind I'm like do you know there's a beautiful world down there yeah it's beautiful yeah once you once you take that step of faith and scuba dive go down there it's beautiful it sounds like I can't help but keep going and what else is down there and it's it's contagious. It's like I can I just want more. The hunger grows, right? The hunger and the thirst never really gets quenched. It just grows, but not in a frustrating way, but in a a joy filled way. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Brandon said, we haven't like been here in the for yeah. a long time, and like one of the things that I really feel like God is calling us into, and. I, st- I say as because it's, you know, we're part of it now. Mm-hmm. It's for me as much as it is for Austin Oaks. 
just to let go, you know, mm-hmm. let go and forget the, and the verse says it, like, I love Isaiah 43, it's just forget the former things, like, open your heart to a new season, open yeah. your mind, like, help God help you break that bondage or break those other things that are, mm-hmm. you know, stopping you from experiencing fully mm-hmm. Jesus. And I think that's what the invitation is to us right now is there is so much that God wants to do. Yeah. But there is so much that we have to do too for allowing that to happen. It mm-hmm. will still happen if you don't, you know, if you don't want to be part of it, God will still make it happen. But like, here is what God wants to do. And it's a big thing. And he wants to do it for us in this church. Mm-hmm. And the only thing we can do is allow ourselves to be part of that and i don't know how that looks like but i know that's a big thing and it's a beautiful invitation to forget the former things to forget what was and embracing the new and embracing the move of god the fresh wind that god is doing it's a it's a beautiful invitation and i want to be part of it like i'm excited to go Mm -hmm. with it because i know how you know, exciting it can be. And like you say, like, I'm leaving it right now mm-hmm. to, like, go where the wind goes right now. But, like, it's, it's, it's just an open invitation for the church right now mm. to forget the former things and see God, perceive him do something new mm. and going with it and not closing our hearts to the new, just embracing it and fully immersing ourselves, like, we all say it here mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So good. One of the things that, for one reason why I'm always a little gun shy of saying it, because they're going to hear me say it all the time. But I believe um, right now, we as a church, and I'm not just going to say Austin Oaks Church, but like generally, mm. we need to really take heed of the church of Laodicea and you know, return mm. to our first love mm. in a lot of ways. Um, because if we don't love Jesus, if we're not captivated by Jesus, it's going to be really hard to stand strong when hardships come. It's going to be hard to embrace kingdom responsibility because we'll always choose self and comfort over sacrifice. Um, and we need to be in that posture of like friendship with Jesus is so significant because we know, I mean, if you were just to look at our culture, we know that within the next year, it's going to get tense. Mm -hmm. And I think if we're not rooted in our love in Jesus, like the way we approach culture or ignore culture will be, could be positive or very negative. And so that's why I'm like, man, it's, it's not like here, let's do a little bait and switch. Let's love Jesus. So that it's more like, no, this is important, you know, because it's like when, we move into the deep end when he calls us to trust him. It's like you have to know his heart because otherwise you're not going to want to, yeah, right. you know? And so like, I feel this season specifically in our church that the Lord is inviting us into enjoyment mm-hmm. with him, like how to learn to love him and to really experience his love. Cause that's where it's like Psalm 46, you know, verse four, which I don't know what happened. <laughs> it was like, I was like, where's that verse on the screen? And it wasn't there. And it says, there's a river where its streams delight the city of God. 
mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it was that question, like, if God doesn't want us to enjoy him, then why does he talk about it so much? Mm. You know, and so I think that's where the church needs to kind of get itself back into. It's just like, we've, first and foremost, we are compelled by the love of Christ. Like, my goodness, this is what fuels everything. Mm. Um, and I think when God gets the heart of his church, all bets are off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you think that our the delight started to fade away. Hmm. Man, I think it's different for everybody. Yeah. I don't think you can just say it's one yeah. one thing. I know for me, it's like in my own personal life, that starts to fade away when I feel like my own sense of value or worth isn't what God says it to be. Mm-hmm. So then, therefore, I take on a different posture of like, let me get this together and then you will love me. But then there's never the ever moving target of what is enough. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's, it could be so many different things yeah. for so many different people. Yeah. I know for me, when I confuse God for God's people, it starts mm-hmm. to like when I, and I, when I get hurt by God's people, it starts to, my trust starts to erode, it starts to fade, and I start to question. I start to question the goodness of God. Because if this, then why did this? Or if this was supposed to be a safe place, why did this happen? Um, so that can... And then I move from a sense of a childlike wonder and delight to a guarded, okay, more looking for danger more looking for more of a protective state than a open wonder state if that makes sense what about you all is there anything that gets in the way of when i when i when i pray for something and it doesn't happen Mm. um and i know that you know god has all the cards and he will do whatever he wants uh regarding that situation Mm. And again, I'm like, oh, God, you, you know, you, you dropped the ball. And, yeah, I'm sad. You know, that, that kind of place, that's probably what happened. But it's not like, oh, uh, God doesn't love me or God doesn't really want good for me. It's that like what I wanted and what he wanted did not align. Yeah. And for a better cause, definitely. But uh, that can be so hard, right? When you're like, yeah, you know, if sometimes. someone's aching for something that feels so aligned with God, what we know of God's heart, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that would be for me. Yeah. Yeah, the lie, the lie of who you are is what you do, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. That kind of blocks everything God is trying to do when you think, oh, like, I need to do this and be this person to be able to, like, do this thing and God doesn't look at you because of what you're able to do. For me that you have I have to constantly remind myself now that there is more that there is more that God sees in me that mm-hmm. is not who I thought I was, you know, who I thought defined me. Yeah, so that can get in the way. Mhm. Yeah. And not what other people right put on you or what other people tell you who yeah that you are yeah or what um you've associated yourself to mm-hmm. yeah for sure get in the way 
Yeah. Well, thank you all for being here today. Any other final thoughts? Good? No. Smiles across the room from all on. Mm-hmm. Big smile. Always. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're so thankful that you guys are here. Thank you for taking the time to share. And this was the After the Sermon podcast for this week. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>